Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We are recapping week 17 right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. We've got winners and losers, standout performers. The Bengals are on fire right now. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard on FFT and 5 on this Sunday night, listening on, to, on Monday morning. Thank you so much for being such a dedicated audience member. Let's start with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and what a game from them and a statement that they're making for, for fantasy managers to consider going into 2022. They're awesome. And Chase really proving that he's an easy top five fantasy receiver next year. Burrow trying to make a push to be a top five fantasy quarterback. We made an interesting case for him as a top five dynasty quarterback. And I think he's in that conversation. I still am a little bit worried about the direction of the Bengals offense overall. And there could be a couple of games next year where they do run the ball a decent amount. But I don't think they're changing much about the skill position players on that team. They're going to improve the offensive line. It should actually make Burrow an even more dangerous passer if he's going to have a little bit more time to throw. He's just a super talent and somebody that fantasy managers will be happy to draft no matter when they can get him. And Amandra St. Brown and Rashad Penny squared off in the in an afternoon game today, and they both went nuts. Penny had 170 yards, or a little bit more than that, and two touchdowns. Yep. St. Brown, career-high 100-plus yards for him, and he had two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. So they are much more interesting, uh, and much more difficult decisions for fantasy managers going into next year. And we obviously don't even know what, what Rashad Penny's status is going to be. But how about St. Brown? I think we should talk about St. Brown here. What kind of receiver do you think he's going to be next year? I think he'll be a reliable number two receiver, a number one number two receiver for the Detroit Lions, which will probably put him somewhere between, let's call it 22nd and 30th among wide receivers on draft day. Still have questions about who the quarterback will be there. There's some good fundamental pieces in place in Detroit, but this is an offense that needs to add a wide receiver in a major way. And that wide receiver, someone that's going to stretch the defenses, could open things up underneath for St. Brown. But as I said on the podcast, any receiver that's going to get double-digit targets every week, you've got to figure is going to come through and be a very good fantasy wide receiver. Can he keep that up next year? That's the big question. I think he can fall into seven to eight targets per game. I don't think he can necessarily score all that often, but he'll be a good PPR receiver for sure. One of your fantasy losers in Week 17 was Marquise Brown. He had three catches for 28 yards on eight targets. And he's really slumped in the second half after looking like a total breakout. It's, it's like a different version of Mike Williams, kind of. Uh, what are we supposed to make of Marquise Brown? His whole career has been, it's not long, but starts and stops, you know? It has been. And there's also been injuries along the way with him. I wonder if he's playing through an injury right now. Certainly some of it could be on just poor quarterback play. But he's really just been terrible, and it's hard to trust him in fantasy formats. Andrews has clearly become the number one target in that offense, Mark Andrews, for the Ravens, and I think that will continue next year. And I wonder if that wedges Marquise Brown into a, a limited role and maybe even becomes even more limited as Rashad Bateman becomes a decent second-year receiver. This is an offense to keep an eye on because on top of all that, as we discussed on the main podcast, they're going to get J.K. Dobbins back. They're going to get Gus Edwards back. And they love having that rushing identity. 
And so if they're going to run the ball more than they did last year, that theoretically means fewer pass attempts overall. I think that's safe to assume, but I don't think it's going to go down to where it was in 2020, for example. There'll be some balance in between 2020 and 2021 that we'll see next year. And I think less of the pie goes to Marquise Brown. By the way, do you think I made a convincing case to take Kyle Pitts ahead of Mark Andrews while we're on this subject next it's year? Really, it's really hard to sell somebody on that today just because Pitts, not only has he you know, one touchdown on the year and he's been getting a lot of good yardage, but he got hurt today and Mark Andrews has just been an absolute superstar in fantasy this year. That's a case that you can start trying to build up again, I'd say around March or April. Okay, I'm not sure I believe it, but I think there's certainly a case to be made. Kyle Pitts, after all, goes over 1,000 yards, has the best uh, season yards-wise for a rookie See, tight end. I think the case that you can make right now is is Pitts ahead of George Kittle next year mm-hmm. and maybe even ahead of Travis Kelsey next year. I still can't can't turn down Kelsey as my tight end one. What about you? I currently have Andrews as my tight end one next year. All right. looking. These are going to be fun debates to have in the coming days and weeks. Uh, check out our full-length show for a complete breakdown of Week 17 with a lot of 2022 and Dynasty talk. For Dave, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today in 5 weeks.